You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Let's talk to Chuck Smith <laughs> on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Chuck, happy holidays, man. Uh, and, bro, you know, it's your birthday and then the holidays. It's an exciting time for you, isn't it, huh? Yeah, it is an exciting time, you know. And, you know, anytime this time of year, I, I really enjoy it. You know, I'm the, I'm the kind of dad and the kind of person I set up the tree. You know, I decorate the yard. We go all out. That's kind of how I was raised. I'm still putting up stuff. We got an event tomorrow with my family at the house. Yeah. But that's the kind of guy I am. I love the holidays. I do too, man. Uh, it's a fun time. And, and, again, it comes and goes. And, and, you know, you take advantage of it for the short period of time. So it's that one time or, you know, it's a couple times yeah. a year that you can take advantage of it and have fun like this. Um, let's talk about what, what's going on with, with the Ravens, man. We had a guy mm-hmm. on yesterday, Rob Long, who basically just said this team is not any good offensively. He talked about, you know, the fact that uh, their scheme is pedestrian, and he really went in. But then at the end of the day, he still feels like the Ravens are are better than the Falcons and they're going to be able to win this game, not necessarily talking about the point spread. So let's talk about what is going on with this offense up front. Are they blocking anybody? Are are they any good, this offensive line, in your opinion? Well, I'll say they're really good running the ball. This team is a mirror. This is the mirror image of the Atlanta Falcons when you look at it. Let me start off with the offensive line. They run the ball well. Let's look at how they're built. This is the AFC North. This is, they're built to play against the Steelers mm-hmm. in December. They're built to play against Cincinnati, the Browns, Cleveland, physical, running teams. So who else is constructed like that? The Atlanta Falcons. Now, from that standpoint, this is going to be a run-the-ball run kind of game. And their offense is absolutely terrible when it comes to throwing the ball. Listen, they just left lost Devin DuVernay, and look, he's out. You got Lamar Jackson out, and so when you look at this team, they can't throw the ball. Mark Andrews hadn't caught a ball, had, had a touchdown, I think, since week six. Mm. Think about that. He's one of the best in the game. And for them to be surviving at this point, I mean, it's shocking. But this offense, the Falcons clearly have advantages with this kind of weather, with this constructed offense the way it is from a coverage standpoint. Now versus the run, the Falcons are going to have to bow their necks. This is the second-best running game offensive line, I believe, in the NFL. It's going to be tough sledding for the Falcons' run defense if they don't bow their necks. Chuck, when you go up against a team like the Ravens that is very well coached and disciplined on defense more than anything, of course yeah. they had Roquan Smith in the middle, who uh, I still wish that we had ended up getting here, but nonetheless, you know, this is a team you have to be equally as disciplined on. How much will mm-hmm. Arthur Smith um, rely on the fact that his run game is probably more disciplined than his pass game in this game? Well, he's going to have to continue to saw. He's going to have to keep continue to saw into that and cut that wood, Mark. And let me just tell you why. This is a veteran defense. These guys know how to play. Just like Calais Campbell is out this week. You get Brent Urban. He's a veteran. Big, tall, big, stout kid. Looking at the inside with Broderick Washington, Justin Beek at D-tackle, Jason Pierre-Paul, Patrick Quinn. I can go on and on and on. But you know what, Mark? This is going to be a game where – the Falcons are going to have to make a play with the quarterback's arm. He's got to. They're not. I don't believe you can take a chance on trying to run it, run it, run it against this defense with Roquan. I mean, think of the guys, really. I mean, the guys they have, 
that I don't know whether it's a trick play. The Falcons, I do not believe they're going to be able to do 18, 19 play drives, Mark. I just think somewhere along the line, are they going to throw the ball out, throw it around like we're, you know, Patrick Mahomes at quarterback? No. But I just don't see them as disciplined as coach will be with this running game. I don't see the Falcons able to run the ball on this group like that. I think they're going to have to figure out something else, and I'm not sure what that is. Chuck, let's talk about football just from a uh... – uh, a, a weather standpoint this weekend. This front moved through mm-hmm. Atlanta. It's cold outside. I don't care where you're from. It's cold. cold. So you know it's going to be cold in Chicago when the when the Bills and Bears play, right? Yeah. Saints play at the Browns. You know it's going to be cold. There are a bunch of places Ooh. around the country where you're like, it's colder than it is here, and there's the wind chill factor is going to be worse. What do you do as a player to prepare for that? Can you, when you start talking about, I'm not worried about the weather, come on, man, you got to be. There's two different kind of players, Carl, and that's a good question. You got the player that tries to act like he's not cold. He goes out there with nothing on his arms, nothing on his face, <laughs> nothing. He doesn't change anything. Then you got the guy out there who's kind of like me. He sometimes puts on too much. Got on the head, the gloves, the sleeves, got the thing over his head. So those are the two different kind of players. Let me tell you the problem with number one. You feel the effects on the field when it's this kind of cold. Mm. It affects you. It might not change your game, but it you got to listen, 30-mile-an-hour winds blowing in your face is six degrees outside. Ugh, it's just you wipe it, now you're wiping your face off. You know what I'm saying, Mark? And, I mean, I, I and, just think of Tom Coffin in Green Bay with his face turned to plastic. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. So there are things that you can't control, but then you got the other guy who puts on too much under the shoulder pads. He can't hardly move. He gets overheated on the sidelines. And I'm, that's real because I've been both of the guys. And I remember we played in Green Bay. It was in the playoffs. We were playing the old Milwaukee Stadium. Man, I had on so much stuff. I was like, what's that, that kid in the Christmas story? The little kid with the glasses that had all that stuff on he could, when he fell down. Ralphie. Uh-huh. He couldn't get back up. Yep. Man, that, that's how it was. And all of a sudden, I'm, I'm all, you know, bundled up. All of a sudden, you hear the people in the stadium in old Milwaukee say, Reggie, Reggie, Reggie White walks on the field. With nothing on his arm. Oh. Nothing. I'm talking about not one piece of tape with that smoke coming out of his mouth. He was the other kind of beast. I was from a dome team. I had to get draped up. <laughs> can, Chuck, can you tell which guys can take hits and which ones can't? I mean, is that, did defenses cue in on those offensive guys in that cold weather who don't look like they want to take a hit? Yeah, you, def, you definitely can see. There is a difference. You'll see guys kind of jogging around and they'll walk off the field, Mark kind of – you know, acting like it's cold and shivering. Then they run. A lot of guys you see that kind of tap out. Well, we used to kind of look at Chris Dolman taught me this. Dolman would say he would look at the guys on the sideline and see who had their, their jackets on first. I'm like, okay, well, you know, looking at the offensive lineman, he was like, okay, if they don't have their jackets on, Chuck, they're probably ready. You know, if they got their jackets on, you know, you can do this and do that. But, you know, it's really interesting. These games, and don't let it be wet, wet rain. Don't let it, like last night, that game last night, when I looked at that rain and Mark Zeno, and you know, up that way, with that weather, with the Jets game, I was watching that. I was like, man, that – I don't – listen, 30-something degrees with that rain, that's as bad as being 20 without snow. Mm-hmm. It is. And, by the way, uh, Chris Dolman, rest in peace, man. One of the great people. Rest in peace. Uh, no doubt. Uh, yeah. It's Chuck Smith joining us here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, talking about all things NFL – 
Um, and by the way, next week we will get into these national semifinal games. We'll talk about the dogs in Ohio oh, State. Yeah. What we'll get into uh, what we're looking at with TCU and Michigan and, and leading up to those games on December 31st. But this is an interesting week because it's a short week. It's Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. And then the other aspect, and, and I want to ask you this just from a family standpoint, you know, are you worried about all this stuff with the kids and making sure everything's done? I know the wives don't get enough credit in these situations, but, you know, it's rare when we get to the NFL on a Christmas Eve and games on Christmas so how much does that play, or does it at all? You're going to go do your job. Well, you're going to go do your job, you know. But a lot of guys, you know, it's, it's a little different, but it's part of what you sign up for. And a lot of guys, when they're in that situation, it can be distracting depending on what kind of wife you got. Hey, you know, if your <laughs> wife is the one running everything, yeah. well, why are you in here? Even, look, you be having, listen, I've seen where wives, where cats have, know they're playing on Christmas or something like that, and the wife's still griping. He's still worried about trying to get home as soon as he can after the game. I respect that. But in that situation, it's a blessing. It's a blessing to play on Christmas Day or have this opportunity to play in the league. Even like with the guys complaining about the weather, I heard a couple guys, wham, wham, wham. Keep, what you crying? You about to make $10,000 this week? Hush up, man, to go out there, and if you freeze up, you'll better get a heater and heat yourself up real fast. That is insane. It, it, it is. It is. Chuck, I want to ask you, though, as we uh, talk about some of these yeah. games this weekend, man, and, you know, um, there are a couple of teams that are surging, and I want to ask you if you buy into them. One of them we saw last night. Jacksonville is surging right now, and they are still in playoff contention. Um, the Bengals are one of them, and I think the Bengals may be the best team right now in the AFC considering, you know, they're on this winning six of their last seven or whatever it is. And then the other team is the yeah. Lions. Well, you buy the Lions, you buy the Jags of what you're seeing defensively. Last night they gave up three points. I don't think that, that defense has given up three points since 2017. Now, again, it was the Jets, and they got quarterback issues. <laughs> but going into the playoffs, I think all three of those teams can be very dangerous considering how the Bengals started 0-2. The Lions, nobody thought they were going to be in the playoff hunt. They lost five in a row. And then here come the Jags. All right, let's start with number one. They all got quarterbacks. Let's start off with number two. Each one of those teams has a defense that can shut your that offense down. And number three, they're confident. They, no one believes. They, well, outside of Cincinnati. But the other two, when you're looking at Detroit, look at no one believes. Jacksonville, no one believes. But they got guys who were all – they all were top five picks, right? Yep. I mean, the quarterbacks, they got they, – and we talk about this all the time, and it always stands up. The teams that are really, really good got franchise quarterbacks. But these teams now have defenses. I'm believing in all of them. I think Detroit can outscore people. I think they're a sneaky good defense. Cincinnati, I don't know if there's a quarterback. Listen, Joe Burrow is as good as anybody in the league from my standpoint. And of the three, the one I probably least believe in the most would probably be Jacksonville. Their defense, there's still to me some, some, you know, some issues there. But I love Trevor Lawrence. I love how he's maturing. I just like seeing Jacksonville being relevant, too. I don't like seeing teams that are just bad forever. So I'm happy that they're there, but they're worthy. I hope they get in the playoffs. You talk about Jacksonville and their quarterback. You know, if you would have sat here heading into week three as opposed to week 16, you wouldn't have been such a believer in Trevor Lawrence. Uh, What do you – I mean, as we look at Desmond Ritter here, you know, going into his second game, it's one of those things where it's like, as a player, how do you know when you're starting to get better and, and what 
switch has gone on for Trevor that all of a sudden in the last six weeks he's looked like a number one overall pick when the first six weeks he didn't? Well, I think the personnel around him has gotten better. Look at Etienne. Last year he wasn't around. He was injured. This year I think he has 1,000 yards rushing he got last night. They went and got a free eight. They went and got Ingram at tight end, plug and play. They got receivers that st- stepped up. So give him credit, but you also got to give Jacksonville's personnel around them credit. Now on defense, they go in and bring in a guy like Arden Key as their designated pass rusher. They they add all these, they got all these other guys that were high picks, but they sucked over the past couple of years. <laughs> now they're balling. So all these different things have helped Trevor Lawrence put it all together because he ain't got to do it all together. Then you add in a coach that right now looks to be a good fit. I'm not going to jump the gun and say he's a Super Bowl winning coach right now, but for this right now, Mark, everything's looking good, and it, all that has helped Trevor Lawrence start reaching his potential. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. <laughs> 